This is Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer, where we set the table for Christian conversations that explore the Scripture, promote prayer, and seek to edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at Greenville House of Prayer. Now for today's broadcast. Welcome to another episode of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. My name is Curtis Carr. I am here with both of my co-hosts today, Joseph Cheatham and Dustin Hughes. Glad to be back here in the studio with both of you guys. Sometimes it's hard to get all of us together, Uh, so it's always fun to have everybody together. Awesome to be here, Joseph. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. I'm excited um, for this weekend. Um, Holy Week. Yeah. Easter celebrating Sunday. the resurrection. Celebrate Jesus yeah. is alive. If you're you a know. Christian, it's sort of a big deal. Sort of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a perfect segue to what we you know we want to spend this episode just talking about and focusing on the resurrection. You know, what what is the resurrection? Why is it important? What does it mean for us in the present and in the future? Um, and just really just take some time to read through some scriptures, consider some scriptures, and encourage uh, you, our listeners, to, to think about, meditate on, celebrate what Jesus has accomplished in his resurrection and what that means for, uh, for all of us. And it is, as Dustin said, it is kind of a big deal, <laughs> you know, yeah, like right. rising from the dead. That's right. You know, we don't see that every day. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever seen that. <laughs> Someone right. do that on their own accord, that's at least. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's what, that's the essence, you know, what Paul said in First uh, Corinthians 15. He said, if, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, our faith is meaningless, mm-hmm. you know, and if, so if this really didn't happen, then what's the point of even believing yeah. any of yeah. this stuff? What's the point of doing any of this? But and this really is a go-to chapter about the re- when it comes to the resurrection is First Corinthians fifteen. I think that's kind of where we want. Yeah, we'd encourage yeah, you even this weekend. Up, yeah. You know, take some time, read through this chapter, and meditate on this chapter, and and think about what it what it entails. You know, historically, but also for the present. And then Paul even talks about what it means for the future. You know, for mm-hmm. all of us. And so. Uh, we would encourage you to, as we even dig a little bit into this chapter, to spend some time this weekend you know, praying and reading through First uh, Corinthians 15. As you open up your Easter eggs and get the little chocolates, maybe you know <laughs> yeah. we could think about First Corinthians 15. Is that is that good? That, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> as the kids are, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The kids are, that's right. Um, like the, the Reese's peanut butter eggs. Those are the, <laughs> those are the best. Those are pretty good. So, what what are your favorite candies I, for Easter? I, the peanut butter eggs the are peanut good. Peanut butter eggs. That, yeah. In, I like <laughs> any, of the, any of the holidays where they do the trees or the eggs, whatever holiday <laughs> they do, and they make the shape of the peanut butter. Well, the favorite. hollow Easter bunnies, the really big ones. I haven't had one of those in so long. I, don't, I think those. Y'all are just never a had waste. those? No, I had them. I just think they're a waste of. Yeah, you know, they're kind of. <laughs> you know, Pastor Rich Butler from Hope Church, he bites the ears off and then pours milk <laughs> down inside the hollow and then drinks the. Uh, oh, that's Drinks right. the milk out of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's creative. Shout out to Rich. There <laughs> your, I like that. In your Easter habits. <laughs> Back on topic. Uh, back, back on, on topic. topic. Here so, we go. You know, and sorry to derail. That, no, was, that, was, a, that was a really sorry. bad derailing. <laughs> um, but you know, in uh, one scripture, I was reminded of you know, as we were starting this was in Revelation one eighteen. Uh, Jesus, when he shows up uh, to John, he says, you know, "Don't be afraid." He says, "I'm the first and the last. I am the living one." Yeah. 
I was dead, and behold, now I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and Hades, or death and hell. And so, I mean, this is, this is the essence of who Jesus is. And, and we should emphasize that it's not just a historical fact that Christianity hinges on, which is very important. It is a historical fact. I believe it can be historic. There's a lot of historical evidence that points to the proof of it, and I don't think you can disprove it otherwise, right? To the proof of the resurrection. Proof exactly, the exactly, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's also a present reality. Like Jesus shows up to John here, and he says, I'm alive, you know, present, and I am going to be alive forevermore, and he holds the keys now to death, hell, and the grave. He conquered it. You know, he's gained the victory, and that's of utmost importance, right? And so we need to spend time really thinking about it, uh, meditating on it, and then engaging with it in the present, and letting it point us to engaging with him, the mm-hmm. living, you know, risen Lord. Yeah, and it really is of prime importance to our faith. If we look here at just the opening of first. 1 Corinthians 15, he says, now, Paul says, now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and by which, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. So he's talking about just the pure gospel here. And then he says this, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the passion of this week. Mm-hmm. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And then he goes on, it says, and then he appeared to Peter and then to the 12, and that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. So he goes on there, but just that's the Holy Week right there. Is it not? He, and Paul is saying, this is of first importance. Yeah. This is the gospel. You must take your stand on these things, yeah, you yeah, know? these are these are uh, non-negotiables for the Christian yeah. faith. You can't you can't be a Christian without acknowledging and affirming these core tenets of the faith. Right? Yeah. There may be people who say that, uh, you know, yeah, I like Jesus, and you know, the Christianity thing's cool. Or I may, yeah, you can call me a Christian, but do they really believe that Jesus literally rose from the dead and if they can't say that they don't have that profession no. of faith then then Paul here says well that's you're not clinging to the faith there yeah. you're not standing on the firm foundation there and that's why like in a lot of our unity stuff that we do I mean these are some of the non-negotiables right yeah, we're not true. it's not just unity a blind unity anything goes it's no we believe this and a few other things we also this believe. Is what what is Christianity? But it's crazy that you have to I mean you have to define that and nowadays in such a pluralistic, you know, everything goes society that yeah. there are some non negotiables. It gets confusing with because of so much clear. Disin, you know, confusion out there that people can get, you know, muddled in this area. So it's yeah. good to to like Paul says, to remind you, remind you of the gospel and and one more thing, Dustin, I think you wanted to say something, but yeah. but um, just to emphasize the importance of it, if you look at the Gospels and the amount of the Gospels, the, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that are dedicated to this last week of Jesus' ministry, yeah. like the book of John, it's almost like half the book yeah. mm-hmm. in one week. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, there's a huge emphasis that the Gospel writers put on this week, which mm-hmm. is reflected here at the beginning of 1 Corinthians 15 when he said, this is of first importance. Yeah. 
you know, what I was going to say is throughout history, Jesus has been called, you know, a, a good man or, mm-hmm. or a good teacher. And a lot of his teachings are, are adopted even by those who don't believe. But the kind of where the rubber meets the road is in this. It is mm-hmm. the that uh, his his death and his burial is in, and his resurrection and then our salvation exclusively through him and through that only. Yeah. That's where... That's where the differentiation begins to happen. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's what distinguishes him. Exactly. You know, there's no other, what other religious leader, you know, even foretold his death and resurrection and then accomplished it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, Muhammad, his his bones are still in the grave, right? Yeah. Or, or Buddha or so, some of your major religions. Uh, this is what makes Christianity unique but also gives it its authority, you mm-hmm. know. And there's countless people who I who you know. There's lots of books that have been written of people who set out who understood this reality as unbelievers. They said, "Well, if I can disprove the resurrection, I can disprove Christianity." And many of them, as they set out to disprove it, were convinced because of the great amount of evidence that surrounds this historical mm-hmm. fact that yeah. he rose from the dead. Well, and not just Jesus didn't only predict his own death and resurrection, but the Hebrew scriptures, I mean, King David, a thousand years before Jesus came, predicted Jesus's resurrection. In Psalm 16, Hmm. he says, King David said, "Uh, therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One seed decay. Mm -hmm. So, King David, a thousand years, speaking of the Messiah in which he and the Jewish people were putting their hope, acknowledged that the Messiah's body would not see decay, which was a—and then in that same verse, he says, um, you will not abandon me to the grave. So there's—not only is he predicting the resurrection from the dead of the Messiah, who was to be Jesus, but the resurrection of the dead of those who believe in him— because he's not going to abandon King David to the grave either. And I think this is a theme in the New Testament. And something we should think about on Easter Sunday, something we should think about when we think about how Jesus rose from the dead, is that one day we are going to rise from the dead. Yeah. And well, this this is our hope. Yeah. Well, the, the, Paul goes on to kind of talk about that a little bit in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, but tell me this, since we preach that Christ, that Christ rose from the dead. Why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection from the dead? Right. For if there is no resurrection from the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. I mean, he, he's kind of speaking to that. Yeah. Christ, yes, he rose from the dead, but he also was the, he led the way. He was the first one in the promise that we will all be raised from the dead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the testimony. And, and Paul, and, and Paul <laughs> so goes good. on to you know, verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith, <laughs> right? So, I mean, he pretty cut and dry there. And he's writing, you know, Joe, you mentioned that how he had talked about Jesus appearing to people who were, some of them probably still alive at the time of Paul writing this, right? You know, so he's saying, like, he appeared to all of these people and, and you know, go talk to them about it almost. You know what I mean? You can, you can be, these guys are my witness uh, kind of thing. 500 people. 500 people, yeah. I mean, like, it's... The evidence surrounding that is like, okay, you don't just make up a myth or a, a good story and say, hey, there's these all these other people who saw this risen Lord as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go verify it if you'd like. Uh, but anyway, they're he's correcting the Corinthians about you know talking whether or not the 
resurrection of the dead is real. And then he goes on talking about what it means for Jesus to be the the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, you know, and it connects to, as we, we've got another episode talking about the importance of understanding Jewish uh, feasts in light of, you know, Easter and the resurrection and Pentecost, but there's a, a, you know, the feast of first fruits, which is right after Passover. And this is, Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of the first fruits. He was the first risen from the dead, the first among many that are going to rise a from the dead, and he is here, as Paul says in verse 20, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. And so, though. Yeah, and, the, and if I remember correctly, the, the Feast of First Fruits occurs on the first day of the week after Passover, which is Sunday, which yep. is the same day that Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead on the Jewish feast of first fruits. And so, the connection, therefore, is that he is the first fruits. He is our first fruits. Yeah. The first fruits of the resurrection. One, the first one to be resurrected, and then I think the hope is, and what we see in First Corinthians is that I think I'm just repeating what you're saying. Yeah. But that that we will follow. We have the hope of eternal life. He's the living one, and because and all who are found mm. in Him will again become alive and have eternal life as well. Yeah, mm. he says, "For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive." But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, so it's not yet happened, you know, there's not the fullness of this yet. But when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Well, we know that's not happened yet fully because people still die. Right? There's still death in the world. But Jesus rising from the dead is a witness that this is going to, death has lost its sting. Death has been conquered and it will be eradicated. It will be destroyed fully one day. And that's a glorious hope. Like mm. to be in a world where there's no more, no more death. And then even beyond that, we're going to be resurrected. And Paul gets into talking about. You know, so what does that really? What does that mean? What does it mean to be resurrected? What is that our body's going to be like? And he kind of talks about the glorification of. He doesn't kind of talk about. He does talk about the glorification of our bodies that we're going to be glorified with Jesus in our bodies, where there's no more decay. You know, where our maybe our earthly bodies are laid down in weakness and in decay, but we're going to be resurrected with glory and eternal. Uh, promise. Mm-hmm. That's a gl- that's our blessed hope. That's the blessed that's exactly hope. You know, right. that's that's, that's yeah. Jesus returning and and bringing uh, the fullness of His resurrection power to bear on all of the earth and on our own bodies. The the resurrection is is our is our source and the basis of our hope because without it, without Jesus as as the resurrection, death does equal. The final separation, De- you know, yeah. death is that final curse that's over us. But with the resurrection, um, and, and I hope even just listening to us to kind of talk back and forth, uh, you are you're experiencing that hope of the resurrection. Yes, you celebrate this weekend, celebrate uh, today the resurrect, and every day for that matter, the resurrected yeah. Jesus. 
uh, because it gives us hope that the death isn't the final death of loved ones who we know who are in Christ. That's right. Is not a is not a, we don't a finality as one without hope. Exactly. Said, yeah. We know that there are loved ones who we may have lost this year or other years um, who are in Christ because of the resurrection of Christ. Uh, we will see them again. They will be resurrected once again. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And, and Paul yeah. says here in this same passage that um, if it, uh, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all yeah. men. Yeah. You know, if we didn't, if we were living the Christian life, and yet death was the end. Yeah. Then what are we doing? Why aren't we living like the world, which is just live for, for another, now? Another and, point you could throw in there is: yeah. Are we living in that way? That yeah. that we're thrusting our hope and our futures and living according to eternity, yeah. right? You know, because Paul, he he was beaten, flogged, gave up everything, and he's saying, "Look, if this thing isn't real, I should be pitied." Yeah. But mm-hmm. are are we living in a way that that distinguishes us? That if there's no resurrection we would suffer loss in this life. Yeah. I mean, that, that challenges me often to, to, to meditate on that, like, you know, giving away my resources or, or you know, taking, uh, getting attacked because of my faith. Am I living in such a way that I'm thrusting my hope on the resurrection? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Like we can, Lord, help us to, to live in such a way where, where if there's not a resurrection, we're going to be pitied and it's kind of that all-in mentality right are we all in well, uh, living with the reality of eternity on a daily basis yeah. do, do i live with the reality that eternity is here and is happening each and every day and one way to one way to be motivated to do that is to consider what jesus has done yeah, right is good. to spend not just a weekend not just a week though we need to have a you know, we should have big celebrations, and you know, it's all good and great. But we should be. This is a daily, mm-hmm. like the Lord is alive. He's risen every single day. We should meditate on the power of His resurrection. Paul said, "You know, I would, uh, I would experience His sufferings, so that I know the power of His resurrection as well." And so we can even enter into some of of that experience now. But it's a daily thing, and and when the more we engage with what he's accomplished in his resurrection and who he is alive forevermore, we can live more fully for eternity, mm-hmm. as as you said. And, I, and the living for eternity, I think, uh, I think you guys would agree with me, really helps us to deal with suffering and perseverance in in suffering, and helps us to be patient and to. And to obey God's word and how we ought to react and respond to other people and love, even when you know we may be getting hurt, we respond hopefully in love with in mind, having in mind that if we are going to experience the resurrection from the dead, then justice and mercy will um, will be fully consummated in that time, and all the the wrong things and the suffering that that we're going through will be made right by by a um, a loving God who is um, going to. I feel like I'm wandering a little bit here, but is going to, I guess, bring judgment in bring, a good way yeah. for mm-hmm. those who believe, well, and, and not in a said, good way for Jesus those who said don't. That. Jesus said there's going to be. It's not a resurrection just for Christians. You know, it's yeah. for Christians or those who are believers and followers of Jesus. It's resurrection unto glorification and yes. unto reward. But he says there's going to be resurrection for 
every everyone's going to be ra- raised from the dead on that day, yeah, and there's going to be judgment for you know those who are ungodly and who resist the gospel, and there's going to be glorification for those who are in Christ. So but there's for, a resurrection for everybody. But for those who might be tempted to be angry at, at God because He's not in you know moving in their lives the way He ex- they you may be expecting here and now. Right. When we have the hope of the resurrection, we can be patient in, in our sufferings and understand that God in his time will make the wrong things right. Yeah. And yeah. and that will occur on the last day. That is that's kind of what I was wanting to get to is is the hope that we have and and um and and here, here's a little passage here in First Peter, very beginning and, and one First Peter 1 3, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so I think that that's good. When Jesus rose from the dead, that's provided us all a living hope a living yes, when we yeah. go through our daily trials. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not. Th- this, uh, our experience in this life is not all that there is, right? You know, we can. We can uh, suffer in this life with hope, knowing that because Jesus has risen from the dead, we can trust that what he's what he said he will accomplish in the future will come to pass as well, because of what he said about his resurrection has come to pass, and the presence of the Holy Spirit that will bring us comfort and hope in the midst of that as we're looking for the resurrection. And I think... It's important to acknowledge, I mean, there's a lot about just the, glor- the, the glorification of or the restoration of all things, like yeah. all of creation, not just, you know, we're going to be glorified in our bodies and, you know, uh, I'm going to have superpowers. My, my daughter really wants to fly, you know, like maybe. <laughs> well, go for it, baby. If you believe it, you know, maybe. Uh, but the, we're going to be glorified. Glorified and, and be like Jesus in His resurrection power, almost. And <clears throat> but not only that, all of creation is going to be redeemed mm-hmm. and restored to its to its glorified state, right? Where sin and sickness and and pain and disease and all that is no more. Like yeah. that's that's worth looking forward to. And what and the the certificate of you know the guarantee for that is. Jesus's resurrection and the Holy Spirit that's been poured out to us, right? Yeah. That's that's the guarantee. So we have hope. And and that, you know, I acknowledge what the the challenge is is because is we are living in this day now. Mm-hmm. And so to try to comprehend that comparatively speaking to the the age that we're in now from a time period compared to the age to come and how much longer that will be, it's hard to grasp that. Yeah, but, but there's it, a tension it, for there's sure. There's a tension yeah. there, but it is a reality that this, uh, the suffering we experience or the things we see and know in part is so brief, comparatively speaking, to the time we'll be seated in heavenly places with sure. him where he's restoring and making all things new. That is a, that's a more eternal state than the state we're in now. And it's yeah. just hard to, in this moment in our flesh, it's hard to, for me to even grasp that. Sometimes. When the day feels yeah. long, the, and day the week feels, the week long, feels yeah. longer. You know, yeah. you're like oh, kids are crying, and yeah, man, <laughs> the radio show is flying by, yeah, <laughs> or creeping by, depending, depending <laughs> yeah, on which week it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, and it, and it is a tension, but that's why it's good to take, you know, to to think about and celebrate and and uh, force ourselves to contemplate what has been accomplished and to gather with other saints 
other believers to celebrate and the rejoice, resurrection. Exactly. You know, to rejoice yeah. because you know that's a shot in the arm. Oh man, this is real. You know, yeah. like there's other people who believe this. They're, you know, yeah. the Lord is moving in their lives, and we're a family, and there's something bigger than me that's happening here. Yeah. And and that's you know so so go to church <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. I also want to encourage as well just to recap. We're talking about the resurrection today, the celebrating resurrection. A weekend reading from First Corinthians 15. So maybe as a family, maybe after you get done listening to us in a few minutes, and yeah. cause we've kind of bounced all over the place in First Corinthians 15, um, as a way to celebrate the resurrection, maybe read through First Corinthians 15. And the mother or father or one of the kids of the family can read that and and have your own discussion and celebrate. It, it is yeah. it is all the occasion is occasion to celebrate the resurrection, but I think it's good sometimes to specify you know, no, it's a certain weekend. A certain and it's times. easy. Don't you know? Uh, Fight the temptation to just go through the motions, mm-hmm. you know, just to wear your your Easter best and go to church and, you know, have the kids open their baskets or whatever. You know, take some time and really focus in on that and, and celebrate the real reason for the celebration this yeah. weekend uh, because he's alive and he wants to move in your life and all, all of our lives. And if we would just open ourselves up to him, he'll... He'll release his awareness of his resurrection power. You may even, I mean, there's breakthrough of his resurrection power that can be available at times, you know, Uh, although the fullness of it won't be until he returns, but we need to engage with that. And I just want to kind of close with with this, uh, just reading the rest of this scripture. Um, Verse 54, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Amen. This is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54, and then verse 55. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So we want to encourage you that this resurrection weekend, stand firm. That is such a good conclusion to a chapter on resurrection. Yeah. You know, therefore, this. What, why, why, is the why is the resurrection important? You know, He answers that and he says, therefore, stand firm. And that last piece, and. <clears throat> know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm-hmm. I think that's really yeah, important that's for, for yeah. pastors, especially who, maybe especially in 2020, have burned out, you know, just yeah. from all the... It's not in vain. It's a hard year. He's alive. Keep going. And keep keep more fighting. Keep working. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's good. fruit on the other side, right, yeah. in the resurrection. Why don't you... We're out of time. Why don't you close us in prayer uh, on that? Yeah, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for your resurrection from the dead. Yes, and. Lord the overcoming of death and the fulfillment of uh, uh, what we s- the, the, the promise to bring the restoration of all things, bringing us back to the garden. We thank you for the hope that we have in the resurrection of the dead. And I pray that that hope would live in your people in this area, that it would be alive in us today, yes, that it would infl- influence and impact the way that we live that we would have in mind that one day you are coming back and you're going to bring us all with you. And we, th- we thank you for that. And I, we bless you in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen, amen. Well, thanks for tuning in today, and we do encourage you to, to celebrate that Jesus is alive and he's full of resurrection power. He wants you to enter into that reality, so turn to him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, until next time, God bless you. Thanks for being with us on today's broadcast of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We pray that you've been encouraged and hope you'll join us next time as we continue to host Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and edify the body of Christ. For more information about the Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at the Greenville House of Prayer.